Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 215 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. After reports of RCB not extending the tenures of Mike Hessen and Sanjay Bangar, it's now official as RCB have parted ways with the experienced duo. RCB shared the news of this on their Twitter account thanking Hessen and Bangar for their commendable work with the franchise for over 4 years now. Before joining RCB, Mike Hessen had an illustrious coaching career that spanned various teams and countries. He also started his coaching journey at the very young age of 22 with Otago Cricket, where he served for 15 years. His successful tenure with Otago led him to take over the coach of Kenya after their poor performance in the 2011 World Cup. Hessen's most notable achievement came when he served as the head coach of the New Zealand men's cricket team for over 6 years. becoming black caps longest serving cricket coach now during his tenure he led the team to a record 13 match winning streak across all formats his ability to translate domestic success into international was highly appreciated on this episode we will discuss mike hessen's tenure and look at his replacement andy flas journey as well podcast today we have rishab our in-house guest and pakka rcb fan he is an ardent cricket lover and a passionate follower of the game of cricket now he has worked as an intern on the sports news desk of times network as a text commentator for sports kida and as a writer and admin of the rcb fan club namma team rcb besides interning at deccan herald and simply sports foundation currently without further ado let's get started hi rishab Welcome back to Never on the Backfoot podcast. Now I know you know the IPL season hasn't come yet. You know we are going to be talking about something uh, about uh, like that that relates to RCB. So how does it feel being back? It's always exciting and always a pleasure to be back. <laughs> I whenever I see your episodes coming out, I always feel like ah, when I when am I going to get to come back? When am I going to get? to come back to have these nice and long discussions that we have and particularly when it's to do with rcb so of course it's a no brainer there that i'm itching to get back <laughs> so i feel i feel pretty excited to be back again obviously right i mean now, now you know we see this whole announcement like months uh, ahead of the auction that's going to happen in 2024 rcb has taken this massive decision of uh, you know replacing mike hessen so to just kick start the discussion what are your initial thoughts and emotions concerning this so when i first saw all of these uh, speculation posts across social media i actually didn't uh, believe it because i was like dude four seasons three playoffs he's done pretty well my cousin so i don't think i mean there's not much reason for them to sack him right so it was a bit of a surprise for me to be honest but then like i told there were speculations for quite a while across social media and uh, but yeah i mean i feel if you look at his stint you know three playoffs in four seasons and he took over particularly at a time when the team was really out of shape in those last three seasons 17 18 19 so he done a very good job if you look at it that way so i personally at least did not see this coming i did not think that they would actually go out and uh, sack mikeson really so it was a bit of a surprise for me 
Absolutely. And uh, through our episode two, you know, we will discuss uh, more objectively about his uh, entire tenure. Now, when you look at what happened, it was not just Mike Hessen, his entire support staff was also let go. And uh, more importantly, you know, Sanjay Bangar was uh, also, you know, one of the dudes who didn't get his uh, contracts renewed. So what did you right. make of uh, that? Because Sanjay Bangar has obviously been such an important cog in that uh, management setup as well. So what are your thoughts on that? So I think with both the director of operations and the head coach going out, it seems to be obvious that the management is looking for a revamp of sorts. Bangar has also been with the Indian team, you know, so he brings in all of that experience. But with all of that said and done, I think a franchise, you know, looks for results at the end of the day. And uh, they've given them three to four years, which is a pretty decent time. But I think they're looking ahead now. And uh, which is why we are seeing all of these changes. So it might work. It might backfire as well. Time will tell. But I think they're looking for a changeover and a fresh approach, probably. Absolutely. That probably looks like the only thing that was on their mind. Because uh, Mike Hessen also, you know, expressed his disappointment at the end of his uh, stint, you know, as the director of cricket at RCB. And it didn't look like a mutual decision. It felt like the management felt, you know, it would be better moving ahead without him. So do you still think, you know, RCB should have persisted with him, given him a couple more seasons to, you know, get that core right and then take another call? I think it's pretty fair enough for him to express his disappointment in my view because uh, spending four years with a franchise is a long time and there's that connection that is built and you know he knows the entire setup inside out basically so he's seen it all he's been there he's done that so and like I mentioned earlier making three playoffs in four seasons with you know the most number of wins for any team in the last four seasons that's been RCB if you look at the stats with a win percent of 58 percent and uh, these numbers do suggest that he's done a pretty good job with the team and particularly the time that he took over. We all know the team was in dire states. So I think they could have stuck around at least with Mike Hessen in some capacity. And uh, see, there's a larger picture to this story, if you ask me. Three playoffs and all of these stats are, you know, really good. But then what we need to look is beyond the numbers. Like I've already been telling at the time that he came in, the team was in a really dire state. You know, nothing was actually going right. 17, 18, 19 were the worst possible seasons for RCB when the team was completely rock bottom, completely off the hook, no balance at all. And uh, it looked like the team didn't have a particular direction in which they're heading. They're all over. So it was a real disaster to say the least. And at this point of time, when things are you know down and out, this guy Mike Hessen comes in, he takes over. And after that, we know what the state has been. The results are there for you to see, right? So that is something we really need to acknowledge, taking responsibility and you know lifting the team up from where it was. He's done a phenomenal job, if you ask me. And uh, with Bangar also, like I said before, he brings in this experience and he's been closely working with Virat before the RCB stint as well, right? So... That really helps when the faith is there in this in a coach-player relationship. And uh, he does have a fair part in Kohli doing well as well, making that comeback after a few dull seasons or years. So, But again, like I told the management at the end of the day could have a thought like, okay, we've given you four years, you've done great, but ultimately we still don't have the trophy yet, right? So that is what we are looking for. 
So they're looking for a change and they're probably looking to try something different. So I think that could be the philosophy or the base of thinking behind, you know, getting these guys out and looking for new guys coming in. Absolutely. And I'm glad, you know, you bring this uh, timeline because it really puts things in perspective. Now you look at Mike Hessen. He joined uh, RCB as director in 2019, uh, considering the seasons they had before that, it was just disastrous. And, uh, you know, he was also instrumental in getting Virat Kohli, you know, back in form in the, uh, during IPL right. 2023. Uh, but uh, I think something that has really eluded RCB, as we have been talking about in all our episodes and the discourse in general, has been the trophy drought, right? Now, even though RCB has reached uh, the finals, like, you know, and even made the playoffs in like three out of uh, those four occasions, it's still like, good numbers but do you suspect that the fact that we've not been able to go all the way the reason that they decided to go ahead with someone new and just revamp the entire setup um see i think if you look at those three seasons that were really horrible seasons for us you know although we had big names like virat av uz likes of quindin decock watson saudi moin ali stoinis all of these guys through the course of these three years along with nehra and uh, gary kustin as well so it still turned out to be a nightmare, right? So if you look at post-2016, the team was really at uh, rock bottom. And come 2020, RCB has always looked like a side that has potential to make the playoffs, if not go all the way. So they have uh, they have done pretty well. They've, they've turned out to be this uh, threatening side, you know, which was a really big positive. But again, end of the day, the talk comes down to that, that where is the trophy? All said and done, good things, positive things. But you need a trophy as to to prove yourself and to you know have that um, acceptance that you are a great franchise. You have you need those trophies to show like Mumbai Indians, Chennai Super Kings. They're all legendary franchises. They're all considered because they have those trophies in their cabinets. We do not so. I think that is the primary reason why we are, uh, you know, looking at all of these changes happening after a certain uh, period of time. Again, you know, it is quite debatable to uh, see how, uh, you know, winning trophies is considered as an indicator of success because Mike Hazen obviously has done a lot of good uh, for RCB, right? Like as we have been talking about. Uh, like before he came in, RCB was in such a bad state. And then once right. he came in, we just saw so many uh, positives come in. So do you think we can look at Mike Hessen's presence there as like a pre and post Hessen stint that we only, you know, uh, change things for RCB? Most certainly. And I'm really glad that you bring this up. And it's important to look at it in these pre and post phases because there's a lot that's happened before in between. And there's a lot that can happen now as well. All right. Um, like we just, uh, like I just told you before, three horrible seasons. All of these big names in there, in the players and the administration as well. But then, uh, you know, post twenty sixteen, those three horrible seasons, and then Mike coming in. There's been a lot that's happened during his tenure. So, I personally feel he's built a really good core, and Indian core is something that RCB has always lacked, right? And if you look at the team now, there's more than just Virat when it comes to the Indian players, really. You know, there's a good core of these young Indian guys, the likes of Siraj, there's Lomroar, Rajat Patidar, all of these exciting talents. And you have at least six to seven players whom you can name who could be a certain part of the 11, apart from Virat, who have good potential. So this is one thing that he's done really well. Second important thing that I'd like to talk about is RCB is 
was known for frequently chopping and changing, right? And this was the primary reasons that they didn't do well. But if you look in these last few years, there has been a noticeable stability in the squad where most of the lot has been retained, you know. There's been that faith that has been shown in the squad and the players. So that is a key factor because if you look at all these teams like MI and CSK, they do well because they more or less have the same core throughout the years, right? So, and then the Indian talent that has come through during his tenure has been really great as well. A lot of players have been given that opportunity and they've looked to, you know, nurture and groom the score of younger players looking at the future ahead as well. There's much more balance in the squad. But if you look at specific key, key moments, you know, Virat quitting captaincy, Pass coming in to take over, Maxwell coming in with AB and UZ going out. These are significant happenings that we need to take into account. And uh, considering all of this, he's done a really great job to build the size, build the side, sorry, and uh, bring about that cultural change that we need in a franchise. You know, backing more players, building a core, good mix of experience and use, giving the players that faith that if you have a couple of bad games or a bad season, you are not going to go, uh, you are not going to go out. Like the example of Mohammad Siraj, 2019. Worst season, none of us thought he would be retained, but look at him now. Look at the fate they put in him and where he is now. Not just with RCB, but in national colours as well, right? So, I think building a good squad and giving players those confidence is uh, really important. And another thing that Hessen, I felt did really well is, you know, building a good backup. If you look at the squad now, there's almost an equally good backup for every position, right? Which I think is another key factor in... Uh, Big tournaments like this where you have 14, 15, 16 games where you might need to rotate the squad, you might need to change a bit or give some players their injury factor and all of uh, that as well. So, keeping all of that in mind, I think he's done really well and uh, that we cannot overlook all of these things. And now looking forward to the post-Hessen era, I think the team is in a good space as a unit. They've been doing reasonably well for the past uh, four seasons. So, that confidence is obviously something that they would carry forward and most of the squad has been the same. So, the players have gelled in well, they know each other, they know their games, strengths, weaknesses, so that really helps when uh, you know each other so well to bring and build that strong camaraderie, right? That is very important, particularly in a team sport. So, I think now looking forward, it is a pretty exciting time for someone like Andy Flower to come in and take forward from where the team is placed at the moment. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, before we move on to the whole uh, discourse and discussion on Andy Flood as well, so uh, do you somewhere feel, you know, that cricket is actually going the football way, like, you know, coaches and the management taking decisions in case they see things not going the way they want to? Because eventually, the team management would want, you know, trophies, you know, they would see nothing else. Right. So do you see cricket also go that way with a lot of IPL teams and, you know, franchisee cricket also opting for this route? I think it's pretty debatable, actually. If you look at some franchises like Mumbai and CSK, they've had more or less the same coaching staff for a number of years now. So that has been one of the stated or quoted reasons why they've been successful. So they've been getting the results that they want and it's working for them. But on the flip side, for a lot of franchises, you know, they seem to be looking for quicker results, probably. Uh, they'd give these guys a shot for probably two, three seasons. And if it doesn't work, then they look to change. They look for a new approach. So, ultimately, it's the management that wants the results, right? So, 
if you look at it from a management perspective, they might not have that connect or emotional uh, connect with the staff, right? Doesn't matter a lot. To them, primarily results is what that matters. No matter who comes in, who goes out, you need to get me the results as a stakeholder, right? So particularly in a franchise setup. So, but I feel it is a little saddening, like coaches and staff could probably be given a longer run. If you see them bringing about significant positives from where RCB was when Hessen came in, where they are now in these four years, there is a lot more positive than negatives to talk about. So if you look at it from that way, I think they could have been given a little longer run. It's not that they've done bad. So uh, yeah, they have brought in significant positives and that I feel shouldn't be discounted in front of uh, looking at just trophies as a equalizer for results, like you mentioned before as well. So that is my take on this whole coaching, uh, coaches getting sacked. Absolutely. And even when you look at this scenario right now, after thanking uh, Mike Hessen and Sanjay Bangar for their wonderful stints, it looked like a well-calculated decision. You know, RCB just announced Andy right. Flar as the uh, coach. So, you know, it was not something like after they sacked, they were still looking for options. It was a very good, uh, well-thought-of decision. Now, obviously, when you look at Andy Flar too, he is he comes with a lot of experience having, uh, you know, been a part of the LSG setup for like the past two years. So what do you make of his presence in the team? And did you actually think of him being that replacement option that would be perfect for RCV? Uh, like I told you before, I never saw, I personally didn't see this coming that they would, you know, sack Mike Hessen after him doing a pretty good job with the team for the four seasons. But like I also said, this is a really exciting time for someone like Andy Flar to be coming in. He's had success all across the world, more or less. He's won the PSL, the 100, ILT 20, T10. All of these things are the head, as a head coach, right? And he's been pretty successful at the international level as well with the England team, you know. So, and he's also one of the first players from Zimbabwe to be inducted into the ICC Hall of Fame. So, it's quite clear that he's a seasoned campaigner and he knows how to get things done. And if you look at his stint with LSG as well, they've done pretty well so far in just two seasons. So I think this could work pretty well. And also the reason being that he's worked with FAF in the past as well. So they have a good record, both of them. So when such an understanding and experience already exists between coach and captain, I think it tends to reflect on the entire team environment. So I think if Hassan and Bangar have been removed with Andy coming in, the management is looking for a fresh approach. So... It might, it, I think it is an exciting time really for him to come in at this stage. Now, even though this change has uh, happened, we usually expect the new director to come in with his own changes, right? That means appointment of specialist coaches, which also puts right. a big question mark over the presence of your current bowling coach, assistant coach, your lead uh, scout and fielding coach and a bunch of other roles, right? So do as a fan and even objectively when you see it, do you want the old ones retained? Or, you know, if new ones are recruited, who do you think are some of the potential people who can be recruited? See, I think if Hessen and Bangar have been removed and then I think the management is looking for a new approach and they might as well get new faces and go for a total revamp from the looks of it at the moment. But there have been no talks about the contracts of the rest of the staff at the moment. So I'm not sure if I can comment if they'd be going out or not. I would want them to stay because they've done a decent job. But I think one area where I would look specifically as a fan 
for change to come in is you know to bring in a local household name for the scouting role at least you know to get in more of local talent because if you look at some of the successful franchises they have a very good strong core of local talent that has you know helped them go the distance so if you ask me probably someone as uh, vijay bharadwaj or venkatesh prasad for that matter who've been associated with rcb previously as well and they have been associated with karnataka cricket as well so they have that understanding they know the local players who've done well so i think at least someone of these guys could be robbed in in the scouting capacity but at the moment i'm not quite sure about the other coaches ravi shastri again is someone who could have come in as a head coach but now with andy coming in i don't think shastri could come in for a small role like a batting coach or something if he's coming in he comes in as a head coach obviously so yeah probably the likes of you know irfan patan as well for the scouting role he's done a, he's been very instrumental in he's also been very vocal about bringing in local talents and follows keenly as well so these are the few people that i'm looking forward to but i'm not quite sure if they're going to go for a complete revamp as of yet which looks like it is going to be so but i'm not quite sure really right and time will tell us you know if these uh, changes will happen and uh, taking the conversation back to andy flood right now he is someone who you've also mentioned comes in with a very decorated cv uh the man's a t20 right. world cup winning coach uh, with england in 2010 he's also been a former skipper for uh, zimbabwe you know he's also been the coach for psl ilp 20 and the men's 100 team trent rockets and i think even in the cpl we've seen him be very successful with uh, the st lucia kings as well and most recently he's also worked with australia as a consultant during the men's ashes which was uh, i think one of their more successful tours as well and we've seen right. him as uh, the head coach for lsg as well you know two consecutive seasons you make it to the playoffs so i think his achievements just you know are, are endless so do you still see him as an exciting addition to this uh, rcb setup or do you just see this as you know such a big name but you know rcb's jinx is very difficult to break at least in the first season i hope it doesn't turn out to be a case of rcb just going behind big names and then nothing really happens as it has been the case over the years but uh, yeah andy does come in with a really illustrious cv as you said uh, having done well with various teams all around brings in a lot of experience and exposure really and uh, it shows that he knows how to win tournaments for starters so it really seems to be a positive move with a lot of promise again but uh, like i mentioned before you can have the best of names on board but ultimately it's the entire franchise i feel that has to come together as a whole if you want to achieve ultimate success right flower i think solely does not promise rcb to to get rcb over the line or winning a title but also having seen what he's done with lsg making a new franchise successful right away is uh, commendable and that talks volumes about his abilities as well so definitely a very uh, prosperous addition i would say and uh, i think he does have the uh, potential to take rcb all the way he does carry that potential with him and as the eternal optimist rcb fans we are we will uh, <laughs> definitely hope for that as well and previously also you mentioned how you know uh, 
at RCB now Andy Flower gets a chance to you know reunite with uh, Faf who has also been the captain he's worked with in uh, the CPL as well so do you finally expect a change in fortunes or do you think you know this is a different squad composition so it's going to take some time for changes to see but certainly a step in the right direction I think one thing that I forgot to mention earlier uh, during when we were talking about Hessen, uh, his achievements or some of the good things that is done is bringing in Faf as a captain because with Virat quitting, it's really big shoes to fill in right now. We've got to see who's going to lead high pressure, such a, a big franchise. So Faf is a really strong character that way. And we've seen him leading well as well. And he's been leading across leagues and the national team as well. So then with Andy and him having worked previously before when a coach and a captain have already been uh, successfully associated previously, it's obviously a positive, you know, that understanding is there. They know each other. They know how each other, uh, how both of them go about their business. So they're pretty much on the same page already if you look at it. And they would have a set plan of action as to, you know, they'd have a set perspective of how to take things forward and it's like a really combined force when the relationship is great at the top with the coach and the captain. And it's very likely to rub off on the rest of the unit as well. So there's definitely scope for change in fortunes. And I think it's really going to be interesting to see what approach Faf and Andy together bring on to the table for RCB. Absolutely. We do have exciting times that uh, await us. And through this episode too, we have spoken so much about the men's team. But now we also have our uh, women's team that competes in the Women's Premier League. So when you look at the announcements, right, the RCB is yet to make an announcement regarding the coaching staff uh, of their Women's Premier League team. Now, Ben Sawyer was the head coach of the team. And uh, I, I believe his contract is also under review as a part of their internal review process. So do you see a replacement on cards here as well? Or will the management look at it as like two separate entities and uh, take a decision based on that? I think there are two ways to uh, look at this. You know, firstly, if if you look at it from a very short term perspective, one season, the women's team failed. They didn't do well. They didn't even make it to the playoffs. So if you look at it from that perspective, you'd be like, ah, we need new guys coming in. We need a change and all of that. But I'm not quite sure if there should be a replacement at this point, honestly, because it's just been one season and it's too early to go for a change, if you ask me personally. Because the team did show glimpses of doing well and the talent pool is also pretty exciting. So, in this case, if you look at the women's team, you know, the franchise is pretty new and fresh. So, it's a new tournament as well. So, it does take some time for the coaching staff and the players amongst themselves as well to come along. So if you look at it in that sense, looking at a long-term perspective, I think they should probably look for a season or two more before thinking of making significant or uh, big changes, really, in my opinion. I'd give him that long rope, at least for a couple of seasons more. Because exactly. it's really at an early uh, stage at this point. That's uh, very true. And uh, now, even when you look at the RCB management and most of the decisions they take, usually the contracts, you know, go up for renewal around like September or so. Now, this time around, the decision right. has come in early, which gives Andy Flash some time to you know, get used to the setup, understand his players better. So what do you think will be his initial few strategies or the mindset, you know, leading up to that auction and eventually uh, the IPL? I think if they had to bring in someone new, it's a very good time to bring in someone new because like you told, it gives him 
that mind space and it gives him that time to you know really look and analyze that things and see what are the loopholes and what can be done or what shouldn't be done and i also think since slav and since flar and faf already have a strong bond and uh, they won a title together as well so i think there would be conversations between them as well that will take place and i'm really optimistic i hope that they should take place so i think for any new coach coming in generally you know he'd want to study how the previous season has gone what were the positives what were the negatives what the team did well and they can further build on that you know and what are the areas that need improvement and if certain things went wrong why did they go wrong and what are the new strategies that could be deployed so i think these are the things more or less he should be looking at and there are still some gaps that need to be filled particularly if you look at the team with respect to the middle order the lower middle order we don't have that uh, real stability and firepower there we do have promise but we don't quite have that established stability and firepower there that is something that i think they should be looking on and they should also look at the bowling combinations right because last season hazelwood was injured we had david willy for a while we had parnell for a while then asranga was wasn't at his best really and uh, shabaz didn't bowl in a lot of games so the the spin attack was you know wasn't quite significant or it didn't look in shape if you ask me honestly so who has to be released who could be targeted to fill in these slots who could be bought in who fits in the balance i think uh, these are some things that they should be he should be looking forward to uh, basically to solidify a playing 11 already before the auction or the season at least a core of 6 7 who are sure shot to begin in the 11 if not the majority of the side so that you know who your core players are you know whom you have to get in and you can uh, work around that specifically so that is something i think he should be looking forward to initially absolutely and when you look at the likes of andy flarnow he is someone you know who you would uh, trust your uh, team with as well and that's why you know there's a lot of positives that we can definitely expect from his presence in the setup and as we reach uh, the end of our discussion as well do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners um i think to be honest uh, there have been mixed reactions with andy flarnow coming in a lot of people have been like should have retained mike hessen should have given him a longer rope if not banger at least hessen because he's he's to be honest he's really done a phenomenal job with the side in the last four years looking at where we were post i mean uh, sorry pre 2020 so that is something again which we cannot discount but andy flower again is a really good uh, you know signing if you look at his record his past and especially i think the edge here would be his relationship with faf they won a title before so they know how to go about it they share that camaraderie and understanding already so that is a really positive move i feel and uh, i think there's not much for us as fans to be worried about because the team has been like i mentioned it's been in a really good space as a unit in the last four seasons the core is pretty much more or less the same the players have been doing well together and uh, we do have good and promising talent as well but the few slots that i mentioned about in the middle order in the bowling the number 3 unfortunately we had some players who were injured last season but if they can come back and if they can replicate the promise that they showed the likes of patidar and all of these guys then i think we are in a really good space and with 
a strong bond at the top of FAF and uh, Andy Flood. I think there are really promising and positive times ahead for RCB and who knows this next stint and Andy era could probably get us that eluded title that we've been waiting for for so many seasons now. So overall positive and good times ahead as a franchise to be very objective. Absolutely. And uh, that does drop uh, curtains on our discussion. Thank you so much, Risham, you know, for joining me on the podcast to get you on this episode. It just required one message and you're like, yes, I'm doing this. And that really meant a lot. You know, it really shows how much, uh, you know, you think about this podcast and about RCD as well, because most of your thoughts are so well put and well researched also. So thank you so much for that. And here's hoping, you know, I can have you back on the podcast again. I'm pretty sure you will definitely come on board even if it's a non rcd see the episode but yes until next time stay safe and take care well you said it yourself all it takes <laughs> is one message or one talk and i'm all in i'm yeah. on board anyways so <laughs> always a pleasure to be back and it's always fun i wish the conversation could have gone on for longer because <laughs> you can keep going on and on and on and yeah. doesn't feel like doesn't feel like it's been a while as well so really thankful to you for bringing me in once again and your podcast i've been seeing it since i've known you it's doing phenomenally well the consistency consistency at which you've been running this as well is quite commendable to be very honest i'm a fan i'm a fan <laughs> to be very honest so that's that it's really great for me to be here and i thank you once again to get me here and to all the listeners as well 16 seasons we've been optimistic <laughs> stay the same way and i don't have to tell the guys this anyways i know all of them are going to have the backs of the team so uh, yeah hoping for the title this time around or pretty soon exactly and uh, on that note thanks rishab see you around last but not the least thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support please follow and press the bell icon on spotify and subscribe to the podcast on google podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned do check out @never_in_the_backfoot on instagram and threads and @never_in_the_backfoot on twitter now called x for the latest facts terminology retweets fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you the podcast is also available on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify for podcasters overcast and a lot of other platforms so please do spread the word until next time stay safe and take care listeners bye for now